All right, we are a go. What's up, Ryan? Yo, good morning, good morning. Ryan and Blake here, Friday morning. Hope everybody's doing great. And we're just going to jam a little bit about what's been going on this week. Let's get our quick, ridiculous disclaimers out of the way. Uh, None of this is investment, legal, or tax advice. Consult those professionals regarding any decisions uh, that involve your money. Uh, We are not brokers or investment advisors, and neither is Voyage Capital. Voyage Capital is a commercial lending brokerage, and that's it. And we're just here to talk about our opinions. So this is entertainment only. All right. So I know you had a fun start to your week, skipping out on a day. I did. I did. It was a rough... uh... (laughs) <laughs> rough Monday night for Memorial Day because it was um, so you know the wife and I celebrated the 10 year not wedding anniversary but we had been together for 10 years date date anniversary um, yeah well it was funny because I guess leading up to Monday we thought for some reason it was going to be Wednesday so we didn't really get anything prepped anything together the weather wasn't super great that day and then you know she went on Facebook or something and I guess she got an announcement saying hey congratulations on your 10 years or whatever and we were like wait what <laughs> <laughs> so it threw us both off and wow. so yeah it was like oh okay well I guess we should probably do something to celebrate today so I quickly scrambled everything you know together ran to the store as fast as I could uh, you know, got a nice, we got some Wagyu beef steak. I know it's not, it's not the authentic, you know, it's, they said it was from, it was from cows that have the same genes as the Wagyu, the authentic Japanese nice. Wagyu beef. It looked good. You sent me a picture. Yeah, it was, it was really freaking good. Um, it was not super cheap though. I think it was like $35 a pound, something like that. We only got the one though. We just split the one. Yeah. Um, and then I got some crab legs too, cause that's pretty much our favorite dish right there um, that we like to eat on super steak and crab legs. Yeah. Nice little surf and turf. Um, So we will usually do that on like, you know, a super special occasion or whatever. Um, And then, you know, and then I stopped at the liquor store beforehand to get some drink and uh, yeah, I got a little ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Good looking Uh, bottle of bourbon that you had. Yeah, it was, it was delicious. I, it was, uh, I forgot the bullet bourbon, something reserve or something like that. Yeah. I forgot what made it so special, but it was, you know, um, it was really good. It was yeah. really, really good. Uh, and then, yeah, I woke up Tuesday morning and I even Anna was like, nope, this is, <laughs> um, so that day was basically toasted, um, you know, but Monday night was a good time, you know? Yeah. It's always a good time whenever you have a few drinks, but then paid for it on Tuesday. <laughs> You're 30, Ryan. Yep. You know, and I'm trying to live like I'm 20. So <laughs> it is what it is. I'm messing with you. So, yeah, you do need to try uh, try the Four Roses. Uh, yeah. The single, the single barrel. Don't get the regular. It's not impressive. Um, give that a try next time we go out to the liquor store yes have you uh have you tried any are you much of a scotch or irish whiskey guy uh, or you just drink bourbon 
Yeah, pretty mostly just bourbon. I have tried the Conor McGregor. I actually uh, haven't, believe it or not. It's much actually as a Conor fan really as I am. Really good. Uh, it's actually, you know, I, I, I think it's slightly overpriced. You know, I feel like that's probably going to be a given based on the yeah. name behind it. But yeah. for what it is, I think it's really, really good. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's certainly not worth the price. It just, you know, I wanted to try something different. And, yeah. Um, if you liked, uh, if you liked that, I mean, I don't know exactly what it tastes like, but if you like Irish whiskey, I would also put on your list uh, Green Spot. Mm. Um, it's like a, I don't know, maybe like a fifty dollar bottle, fifty five dollar bottle, but it's very good. Nice. Um, Green Spot. You know what? New idea. We're just gonna turn this podcast every other week into a whiskey. I've review. thought about that. I love, I love you. I would love to do, there's a, uh, I haven't even listened to it yet, but I downloaded it. There's a podcast I found called bourbon pursuit. Uh It's all about bourbon, like history of bourbon business of bourbon. So I'm excited to give that a listen. Um, Nice. But yeah, I thought about it'd be fun to do something like that. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah. Try new whiskeys and then, you know, get to the point to where people are sending us whiskeys to try, try their new (laughs) whiskeys. Any whiskey sponsor our little podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and then one more. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm gonna sound like an idiot. But it's a Scotch called Glen Glenmorangie. Glenmorangie. I don't know the. Mm. But uh, oh, there's yeah. like, I got a taste set of that for Christmas. Oh, nice. um, A couple of years ago, so I've tried. It's like always four a good present, right there. Ooh, yeah. That's a fancy ass looking bottle. Yeah, it's really good too. It's kind of in the same price range, like depending on which one you get, like. 40 to 70 dollars i think mm. uh, so those are good if you like scotches heck yeah but, um yeah, so, those are freaking delicious i'd love to go to an authentic distillery oh me too like you I know there's a place up here we should oh man it's funny you said we should do that when you come visit um there's a place called whiskey ranch up here in fort worth and mm, i haven't been yet nice. and i want to go so bad they make the uh oh shoot i better not say that because i may i may be mixing that up anyway <laughs> well the, we we went to so there's a distillery here in san antonio and they do vodka but they're they're I, I, and i don't want to say gimmick because it's obviously not a gimmick but you know they're uh the they they don't make their vodka from potatoes or anything like that they make them from cactus huh. um, and it's actually really good we went there a couple of years ago and he actually sources all of the cactus that he uses for free because the specific type of cactus he uses is he, cause we did like a tour of the distillery whenever we went and we were talking with the yeah. owner and whatnot. And he, so apparently the cactus that he uses is actually considered like a weed cactus, you know, like, like it's, you know, it's not like a pretty cactus or, you know, people right. don't grow it for fun. You know, it's more considered a weed if anything else. So he'll go to, you know, neighboring ranches around his house or in the area and he'll just say hey can i you know can i have this cactus that's growing and they'll just be like yeah you can take it for free as long as you can haul it you can have it so he sources all of his product to make his vodka for free yeah um and it was actually really freaking good it was it was cool Um, so So, um i just looked it up that uh so it's called whiskey ranch you should look it up but do you know firestone and robertson distilling Okay, have you had TX whiskey? No. TX. Okay, so it's a Texas whiskey. They make bourbon too, Mm. but so I I did want to make sure before I said it. Yeah, they. um, So 
they own Whiskey Ranch. So it's the people that make. You gotta That's try TX if you haven't had it. Fancy looking distillery right there. Yeah. It's a nice little compound they have. I know it's freaking awesome. So I would love yeah, to go there. Yeah, that would be there. cool. I'd totally be down to do that. That'd be a lot of fun. We're thinking about doing it for my birthday this year until Corona came in. Yeah. Yep. Kicked our teeth in on anything fun. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Let's look at this market, man. I don't know if you can call it a market anymore. (laughs) Have you kept up with it much this week with the the craziness? No, not as much as I have been. Um, Not as much as I would like to. Yeah. So it opened way up on Tuesday and has just climbed all week. And then yesterday we got a little baby down day and futures are down mm-hmm. a little bit right now. Well, I'm not surprised there was a little bit of a down day considering they said that there was another uh, 2.1 million unemployment claims. I know. It's to 4.40.2. It was still claims. climbing through that though, which is crazy. What knocked it, what put it back. I mean, it's hard to say what actually moves the market down, but it happened right after Trump said he was going to have a big press conference about China today. Mm. That's when the market decided it was going to. It didn't have, the market doesn't care about unemployment, apparently. That's yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. It's, it's nuts, man. And really, I don't know. There's a couple of things that are probably going on. I was listening to Peter Schiff on the way here this morning. He was talking about you know the market's basically trying to price in a vaccine already, um, which. That's so weird to me. Like bizarre, yeah. Considering we could be a year or two out, why would you be trying to price in a vaccine? Right or never. I mean, why? Why don't we're for sure going to get a vaccine? You know, we don't have a vaccine for a ton of things yet. Yeah, it's like we have a flu vaccine, but even that doesn't work. Sixty percent of the years, I think. I mean, it's like they guess to see which which strain they can. Yeah, you know. So apparently, Washington. Is the has the highest unemployment rate net right now at thirty one percent? Washington State or D.C.? Washington State. Wow, that's huh. insane. Interesting. Another thing that is obviously going on is the market is pricing in to some extent all of this money printing. Yep. You know, and it's like all this liquidity is going to have to go somewhere. I think. Uh, let's see. How are bond yields right now? Pretty sure they've been kind of taking a taking a dip. Um, if bond yields are going down, that's going to push more money into the <laughs> stock market too. Uh, whatever, I'm going to try to look it up. But there's a, yeah, those are some things that are are really pushing. I, the only things I can guess pushing the market up is I mean you've got it's crazy. It shows you how disconnected you know, the stock market is from the actual economy we're going through. Yeah. The worst unemployment. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, the market basically had the V recovery so far. Now we may have just blew, we may have literally just blown up another bubble with all this money printing right in the middle of which a recession. I find it hard to believe it would be anything other than that. I mean, how do you have one out of every four working Americans unemployed, but yet you have this V recovery back to one of the strongest economies we've ever had. And yet most businesses are still closed. Nobody's going anywhere. And yeah, 25% of Americans are unemployed. 
I mean, it's so, so strange. So one of the things that I, it's not the end all be all, you know, number at all uh, by any means, but I like to keep it on is the price earnings ratio of the, uh, you know, of, of you can look individual stocks or indexes mm-hmm. or whatever. So right now the S and P 500 PE is at $21 and 72 cents. And the, the median is fourteen eighty three, so it's significantly up from you know the median. The mean is fifteen seven nine, so that's like what like a fifty percent above typical. Meaning that the prices of stocks are really high compared to their earnings. Yeah, which, um, I mean, again, leads to this looking like a bubble. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's crazy, I never looked at, at this really, I guess, but in May of 2009, it hit 123. <laughs> so, wow. it's like, you could, it could run up, you know, it, way higher than it is. But even where it's at right now, when when it's at 21, that's, you know, 50% higher than you know what the average is and it's it's that high in the middle of 25% i mean at 25% what's our employee yeah, we got to be yeah 25% employment one out of four mm-hmm. so yeah. you got you got over you know these prices that are historically way more expensive than than they are on average in the middle of crazy unemployment i don't know how i could be bullish on the market right now i mean but but yeah. it's like the money all this money printing's got to go somewhere so maybe Maybe this train doesn't stop. Yeah. It's, I mean, because you want to, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird to really have a conversation about it without sounding tinfoil hat because obviously, you know, there's much smarter people than we are that are looking at this and for whatever reason are bullish. And it makes you yeah. wonder what do they know that we don't know or what are they seeing that we're not seeing that, yeah. you know, but I mean, I guess whenever you get to that level, you get into another society that knows things that <laughs> we don't get the privilege to know. You know, I was listening to like Kevin O'Leary a couple of weeks ago talking about some of the airlines he was betting on. He was basically saying the Fed's not going to let these fail. So he's just simply, at least based on what he's saying, he's like, I'm not going to bet against the Fed. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it's then you look at Peter, the Peter Schiff line of thinking which is where i fall based on you know the way i think about investing is uh if if the fed if the fed is gonna have to print you know print the world away to save these companies are money they even printing, really saving them well in that if, i mean if you have to print the money to no end to save the company. Are you even really saving them if you create such bad inflation, nobody can afford to go anywhere anyways? Oh, you're saving the CEOs and the executives of the yeah. company's jobs. Yeah. But Peter's point was that it, if money printing is bullish for a stock, it's way more bullish for precious metals and real assets like that, you know? So yep. Makes sense. maybe we, we could, you know, we could certainly not see the stock market, take a fall in terms of dollar prices, but it could tank in terms of gold prices. Uh, you know, when you compare the, uh, you know, like the Dow to the price of gold versus, you know, to, or to an 
ounce of gold versus to in a terms dollar. Of gains from right. Yeah. So I don't know. We live in weird times. Um, I did see they. I don't know. Hopefully today or early next week, the Senate will vote on the PPP loans being. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'll probably pass fairly easily. I mean, I haven't Me heard anything about there being any weird jargon in it. Now, that's not to say that there isn't or there won't be last minute snuck in Yeah. to get it going. Um, you know, but I feel like that's probably going to be a given that it yeah. will pass. I would be shocked if it doesn't, which is really good for a lot of people. Yep. I, uh, I'm I actually sure. got a message she finally got a text asking if she was still trying to get the PPP from Lindio. You say we haven't heard anything in like three weeks. Capital. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I said, hell yes, we are. Um, Maybe you'll get some movement on that. I don't know. Hopefully we had, we we said yes. And then like, it was a text message that said like reply. Yes. If you are. And then that was it. We never heard anything beyond that. Yeah. Message. I, Um, um, I'm curious. I mean, I'm curious to see how many, I mean, I guess maybe we'll never know for sure, but does PPP really save any jobs? You know, I mean, we're, this thing is yeah. such a mess. That, I mean, I mean it, like kick the can for a few when weeks. Did, when did PPP first roll out? When did the first checks start rolling out? What first week of April? Somewhere. That's when April? they started taking applications. I don't know when okay. actual money went out. So we're, yeah. I mean, so if you think in the first round, they started rolling out like the first or second week. We'll say second week, second or third week of April. We're coming to the end of May now. I mean, we're still not really that much more open than we were before. Right. So we probably just printed money for no reason at this point. Or we need to print more. <laughs> Printed money to keep that stock market up, Ryan. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like either they need to do... More PPP because it obviously wasn't enough because we're not ready to open everything 100% yet. Um, or we should have just never printed the money at all and saved ourselves from printing the money. If yeah. That makes sense. You know. Yeah. I, um, man, I don't know. I'm, it's just, it's so weird now that I don't even know how I feel about any of it, but I'm like, I just want to, I want, I mean, we're seeing, there's some really interesting stats yesterday about all the states that have opened up, how well their COVID numbers are looking. Um, California actually just, well, not to California, one of the counties in California just had to close again, actually. I was literally reading that this morning. They announced they have to close the county down again. Good grief. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see if I can find it, but sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just... Uh, at this point, I mean, I don't know. I've talked about it a few times. Selfishly, I would, you know, like for some irresponsible businesses to, you know, go out of business uh, during this. Um, you know, I think there's there are some business owners out there that did run their business prepared for something bad to happen. <laughs> and I'd like yeah. for those those businesses to see you know, reap the rewards, uh, of being properly prepared. But, um, that was, you know, Lacey County in California. It was just a County of 30,000 people. 
in Northern wow. California. They opened, they reopened in early May. Um, but they had an outbreak, so they closed again. That sucks. Texas, baby. Mm-hmm. We're moving along. I'm still tweet. Uh, no, I was going to say, you know, I'm curious to see. I think people are, you know, you know, Texas has started reopening, which I think is a good thing slowly but surely. Um, but, you know, you're seeing a lot of people throwing around stats to uh, showing that we're having rising uh, positive confirmations. Um, and uh, I think that's a little too soon to even be saying that. Testing is up too, though. Yeah, like, well, I mean, but more. that's going to be a given, you know, I mean, because then what's the counter argument? Well, we should test less. I mean, that doesn't make fewer positives in reality. It makes fewer confirmed positives via the test, but it doesn't make actual people less positive. You know, just right, but we're known positive. Right, but that's what I'm saying. We're going to have a higher positive count if we're testing more people. Yeah, but so then I guess that's well, that's what I'm saying. So then what is the argument? We should test less and it'll prove that we have less positive? No, the argument is that it, is that you're having more positives because you're testing more, not because you're opening up. Now, I'm sure we are going to have a, a spike too when you open up and let people gather, but that's not yeah. an argument to shut back down just because you're having more positives when you're testing more. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that too much because because then it, that it makes it implies that the argument it implies that it sounds like you're saying that testing is bad and you shouldn't test because it's showing I'm more saying, positive. I'm saying that because you're getting more, if you're testing more and you're getting more positives and you're opening up at the same time, then getting more positives is not an argument for not opening up because it's just a correlative. It's not necessarily, you get what I'm saying? Yes, we should test more, but that's not an excuse to lock the economy down. Oh, well, I mean, I never thought any of it was an excuse. No, no, but I'm I'm saying that's what some people are saying is, oh, God, look, there's a spike in Texas. You got to shut it back down. No, there's a spike because we're testing more. It's a good thing. We want to be capturing the positives that are out there. I guess that's what I was trying to lead into anyways is because people are posting these graphs that I don't necessarily agree with because, I mean, there was people saying day one of us, quote, unquote, slowly opening up the economy how we're having a spike and it's like well that doesn't even make sense because it takes two weeks to even get you know for or was it seven to 14 days for it to even rear its ugly head and it's like we're day one right. in what do you like that like, we need, yeah, like you should be we should be waiting at least seven to 14 days before we're even posting anything like that to yeah. show what way it is trending you know now if we're opening up and we're a month in and we're like, holy crap, this thing isn't slowing down, then maybe we need to have a different conversation. But, you know, for people saying, oh, you know, hey, we just opened up today and we just saw a huge spike. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because, yeah, I mean, and on that side, I agree with the obviously more tests is going to show more positives, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because that's not actually correlative to opening up. Because none of those positives had anything to do with us opening up sooner. Right. Those, all those positives came from during yeah. the quote-unquote lockdown. Um, so I'm more curious to see like maybe mid-June 
you know, yeah. how are things looking? Are, are we still trending upwards in terms of, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, ma- the main concern, which still should be the main concern, is not anymore. They moved the goalpost. But the main concern should just be, can we handle it hospital yeah. capacity-wise? We pretty much have a grasp of the death rate of this thing by now. Yep. You know, so we just need to make sure that, and it's the death rate is, in my opinion, not worth shutting down the whole freaking world. I mean, yeah. So, I, I as mean, long I as as long as that death rate stays where we see it's at right now, and as long as our hospital capacity and equipment, all that can handle stuff, I think that we need to get on with life and let people save their yeah. livelihoods. Yeah, yeah, because I think, and I mean, that's the, you know it's hard to have this conversation without it sounding one direction or the other, but I'm going to try and say this as neutral as possible. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that the most vocal and loudest voices you hear are the ones that don't really look at, I guess, look at the economy the way that we do necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, because they don't realize the implication, you know, they don't realize the impact of 40 million people unemployed, Yeah. you know. And uh, the government doesn't help it because the government's just sending out $600 a week bonus checks yeah. to people. Which is, I mean, the, which is the dumbest. I will <laughs> never understand why. I mean, if, and, and I, like, my biggest frustration, like, I'm not, I'm not, an advocate for, you know, oh, we need a $20 an hour minimum wage, you know, crap like that. Do I agree that minimum wage has not kept up with inflation? Oh, heck yeah. Um, I mean, we are way behind um, on what it necessarily should be. Um, At least in my opinion, I think, I feel like we are way behind where it should be. Do I think it should be $20 an hour? Absolutely not. Um, but I kind of lost my train of thought and where I was going. Um, <laughs> We're talking about $600 bonus unemployment. Oh yeah. 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 But if you have to say, Oh, here's an extra $600 to make up for what you're not getting because, and I, and the only reason I say this is because the people obviously hardest hit are the ones that are making the closer to minimum wage you know, maybe it's time to reevaluate where that's at instead of just saying, oh, because obviously, because then, because I mean, what that tells me and what that tells the people is that, oh, so you're telling me that this wasn't enough and so you need to give me more to make this work, you know? So here's- They don't need- uh, I don't agree. I don't uh, think they should have in the first place. Um, And I think- places are going to be screwed whenever they try to open back up for all these people that, and you know, now that I say that out loud, it made me see something really interesting the other day. I saw a news article. Sorry. I just kind of like, it's still about the $600. I just kind of want to say something really fast about this, but I saw an article. It was saying people are going to be economically crushed when they lose the $600 a month or a week extra that they were getting compared to when they had it before. And it makes me wonder, okay, if that's the case, what kind of spending habits did they generate? Right. They all of a sudden got this extra $600 a week 
that they're going to suddenly become economically crushed because they don't have it anymore. Like, why is that even a conversation? Because we live on a consumer economy. We need to, we need, Oh my gosh. What were these frustrates me so doing that they all of a sudden got $600 a month or a week. I keep on saying a month (laughs) scarily enough a week that now they're going to be crushed when they don't have that extra. I mean, that's, that's, that's $2,400 a month. Yeah. Extra per person. That's crazy. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Cause I want, I want to, no, no, I was I was done with my okay. Um, yeah. So I want to see if I want to see if I can shift you at all on uh, the idea of minimum wage. I probably okay. can't, but let's just have a fun discussion I mean, here. Yeah. Okay. I. All right. This is. <laughs> um, Don't be this scared. is this is a uh, thin ice here, but I I'm just gonna I think minimum wage hurts the people that it's supposed to help more than that along with um just employment regulation in general for example uh overtime laws i think things like that employment regulation and i think minimum wage hurts the people it's supposed to help almost more than anything else in our economy and so hear me out on why okay whenever you all, all, all a wage is right. Uh, a per hour wage or a salary. All that is, is that's a price. Yeah. You're saying so my time is worth this right. dollar amount. Per Aside hour. from the moral argument, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to just talk practical, but morally yeah. I, I disagree with it. Cause I don't think the government should be involved in people's private affairs. If I want to work for free to gain experience, I don't think the government should have any say in that. I just don't think, I think that's a private contract and the government doesn't need to be involved. But aside from the moral free choice, just practically speaking, what's happening with a, with a wage is you're, you're, you have a price. And you know, like you said, you're saying your time is worth X amount of money or your skill is worth X amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so that's a signal, right? All prices, it's a signal to the market to say, here's what resources say need to go where. Right. So let's say that, I don't know, let's just pick a number. Let's say $10 an hour. Okay. Mm -hmm. So first of all, before we even get there, the number of people that are actually on minimum wage is extremely low. Most people make more than minimum wage. I mean, it's literally like 1% of the population that works that's actually on minimum wage. But aside from that, what you're saying to, let's say you're going to employ me and I, and the minimum wage is $10 an hour. And let's say I'm a low skilled worker, like, and I have a, I mean, I really genuinely, I'm saying this because I care about low skilled workers. Like it hurts them. Like, let's say, let's say I'm like new to the country. I don't even speak English. Like how many skills, you know, I don't have, all I have is my desire to work and learn. I don't have any real skills yet in the workforce here. Right. I mean, you can't even let me deal with your customers because I can't speak English. Right. Just something Mm -hmm. like that. Yep. So what you're signaling to the employer by setting a minimum wage is you're now saying, Ryan, if you want to hire Blake and help him establish himself in this country and learn some skills and make a living, Blake has to at least make $15 of revenue for your company. 
ten dollars doesn't work. You can't because when well, yeah, you, count, you can't be even. It has to be yeah. right. And when you count make, taxes and yep. the cost of bringing me on and training me, dollars an hour. Right. So, but whatever you set that employment price at, you're now saying, Ryan, if you want to hire Blake, he's got to make whatever $15 an hour for your company, for you to be able to make it worth it for you. Otherwise you can't hire him in a profitable way. So what you're actually doing when you set in a minimum wage is you're saying, if you don't have the skills to bring a company more value than that, you are unemployable and you're keeping those people from ever even getting on the first rung of the ladder. So every time you raise unemployment or unemployment, I keep saying that every time you raise minimum wage, you're raising the first rung of the ladder for the lowest skilled workers. So if they can't even reach that first rung, how do they ever develop skills to move up? I understand all it's a, I understand people who, the, the people who care about higher minimum wage, most of them, I think a lot of the politicians are full of crap and they know what they're saying, but most people say, no, I just want people to have a living wage. And I get that, but you got to see what that's doing to the, the signaling in the market. It's saying if that person can't bring more value than whatever the minimum wage is, they can't even get in the game. And that's my problem with minimum wage. Um, and it hurts it, you know, you look at the people who argue for minimum wage in the business world. It's like Amazon. It's these big companies that minimum wage is not going to hurt them. It's going to hurt their mom and pop competitors. Yeah. So a lot of big billionaire corporations, they love minimum wage because Walmart, Walmart has no problem with $15 minimum wage. I guarantee you. Oh, it's yeah. all the, yeah. hundred percent. It's all the little businesses around them that, um, you know, that can't employ people anymore at that price. And so small businesses get hurt. And then the people who can't work, they can't bring enough value. They can't bring 15 or $20 of value to a company to even get in the game. Now that I do agree with a hundred percent, which I think before you, before you rebuttal, the problem with the, the problem with this whole argument though, is the government kills those people through inflation. Like it, it, we print all this money so people can't buy groceries on $10 an hour, you know? Yeah. So it's like a double whammy to the lowest income people when you're printing all this money. Well, and, and rising rent and housing prices that, right. you know, their, their finances are not able to keep up with. So if you have uh, thoughts, go ahead. No, I mean, I, you know, I definitely, I mean, unfortunately I think it's just way too complex of an issue to really be, you know, certainly, obviously, uh, uh, fully fleshed out. And, you know, I don't think there's, it's, it's a very, very gray area. I agree a hundred percent with what you have to say about small businesses. Um, you know, that's kind of one of those unfortunate things. There's no real good answer. Cause you're right. Obviously, you know, people like Walmart, Amazon, any other large, already fairly well-established chain of any sort, is most likely going to be okay. It's just unfortunate that the mom and pop ones are going to be pretty much either their employment's going to be driven down or they're going to be driven out of business because they, you know, can't afford to hire anybody. So they got to do everything themselves, which probably has other unfortunate side effects to the entire, yeah, to their that entire removes, business structure. That removes jobs. Um, that yeah. removes the supply of positions. Yep. Um, and I mean, even if, 
you, you could see people from those small mom and pops shifting to those larger chains because they could more probably more reliably count on those higher minimum wage checks. So even if they, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those really crappy double-edged swords. It's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because yeah, I agree. There's, you shouldn't be it. If it's becoming, getting to the point to where it's running small mom and pop businesses out of business, then it's obviously a problem. It's not just about those businesses. I mean, I do, obviously I care about that, but it's a problem for that person that can't bring $20 in well, value yeah, yeah, to the table because they yeah. can't do that for Amazon either. You know but what I mean? It's not like even you, so much. I mean, yeah, 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 you're right. Sorry. No, I mean, it's just like, let's say, let's take, let's use another scenario. Let's say you've got a position and you have two candidates one is a brand new low skilled worker into the marketplace, fresh out of college or fresh into the country. Yep. And, and, and another person has five years experience and you have to pay the same 15, to both of them. Right. You have to pay $15 an hour. Well, which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick the yeah. higher skilled one. Or what if you could pay $10 an hour instead of 15, maybe now it's worth it to hire the lower skilled one and give them a chance to get in, in the workforce. Yep. So just all these yep. policies and I get, again, I get why people support them, especially if you don't really study, you know, economics, it's a heart thing. You we care about these people and I get, I get that. I care about them too. That's why I, you know, try to, I mean, to it explain makes you wonder, how it hurts it, them. Is it, is it even really a minimum wage problem at that point? If, you know, is it, is it really a wage problem if, people at that level are still resorting to have to get two jobs just to make things work, you know, or is it, is the problem somewhere else? Well, like rising rent and, you know, mortgage prices, like, yeah, you know, where, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, cause that's feels like that's the only other solution if you don't want to raise minimum wage to run small businesses out of business because they can't afford it, then you have to drop prices. You have to get prices somewhere else under control. And the only reason I say under control is because, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know from experience, I certainly know from experience because I lived apartment to apartment when I was 18. And the only reason I say apartment to apartment was because I would sign one year leases and I would get the heck out every year because my rent would go up a hundred dollars a year if I wanted right. to stay in the same freaking apartment that I was right. in for the past year. And it's like, why, why are you jumping it up a hundred dollars for the exact same apartment that I was just in? Yeah. You know, and that goes um, to people. They want to, you know, it's, they try to keep solving it with policy. Like, okay, now let's yeah. put rent controls in. Well, rent controls are going to keep people from building new apartment buildings. Cause they can't make that like that exacerbates that problem. So the, the, the solution is stop printing money. <laughs> like yeah. that's what the inflation's coming from. Even is, though you wouldn't know it because I feel like every time Anna and I go out for a drive, we see a damn new apartment complex going up somewhere. Oh yeah. Here, I feel because, like we, well, see, we don't have rent control around here in Texas. Yeah. I feel like I see that more than I see new freaking housing developments. But you look up. at places like San Francisco, it's almost impossible mm -hmm. to build new housing because the rent, I mean, it, the, being a landlord in California is a nightmare, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but that's, 
It's weird yeah. seeing so many. I mean, I get it because people can't afford a 20% down payment right. on a house. Yeah. You know, I mean, what? so I could save up 20%, but I got to wait 30 years yeah. to save up my 20%. So I'm going to be, you know, 40 years old by the time I can take on this 30-year mortgage. Yeah. And then I have to, you know, hope to God that I can pay it down while I'm still in working age and then can still cover the mortgage when I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, Another one, um, real quick, I know we're uh, coming here to the end, but we got a few minutes, is just, uh, I wanted to, I wanted, because this, this I get infuriated about, is all these regulations in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the workforce, like, like overtime, like that's the big one I want to hit on. Yeah. So I've almost always worked multiple jobs in my career, you know, as trying to, trying to build businesses. I've always had to work jobs to, you know, to pay. And, you know, now thank the Lord I've, you know, got the business to where it's, you know, been able to be my sole occupation. But for when I was starting my career, I, you know, I work, I always worked more than one job, mm-hmm. but this, this one, it's, and I know obviously I'm just one example, but I think it, I I know there are a lot of people that live the exact same situation. When I moved to California, you know, I moved there to basically try to get a insurance business off the ground for myself. And so I went and worked at freaking downtown Disney scooping Mm -hmm. popcorn for, you know, for a hourly wage and then in the evenings, afternoons and evenings, like I would work in the mornings and afternoons and evenings, I would work on my business, right? So I could only work. This was so frustrating to me. I had a great boss. I knew the people I worked for. I had, you know, a great relationship there. The out, they were flexible with me. They would let me work, set my schedule, the, you know, the week before. So I would be able to work on my business whenever I needed to in the evenings. Like there were, it was a perfect work situation, except one thing, the government couldn't keep its nose out of, out of it in California. I could only work 38 hours a week mm-hmm. or they would have to pay me time and a half. Yep. I didn't want to go get a third job on top of this job in my business because then I've got to try to make two jobs coordinate and have time to work on my business. All I wanted to do is I don't want more pay. I'm fine with the pay that I have. I'm happy with it. Let me work 50 hours a week instead of 38 at the same pay and I could cover all my bills. Yep. But instead I had to work 38 hours a week. I could only pay my rent with that money. So I was basically putting groceries I could pay my rent in my car note, but I was putting groceries on a credit card and hoping that my business would generate the income to pay the credit card off. And all that could have been solved if the government would just let me and my employer have a private agreement. <laughs> and, it's and I could have, I could have made plenty of money on 50 hours a week to cover all yeah. of my bills and everything and have the flexibility to work on my business. So I, and it's all, hate that type of regulation so much. Yeah. And and it's scary because it's pretty much like an un, I don't know, like, you know, every employer in California does it, but nobody talks about it. You know, I mean, there was even Disney, um, you know, they would pull you off of the lifeguard stand and replace you with someone else. If you were, um, Oh, well, we'll probably have to crop that part out. I probably shouldn't say Disney out loud, but, um, 
you know, they would pull you off and make you clock out if you were about to hit 40 hours to avoid paying. I mean, it happened at Anna's serving jobs too. You know, I don't think that's bad. You don't need to crop that out. That's freaking life for a business in California. It's crazy. Uh, Everyone did it. And I mean, it was even here in Texas though. Um, at the Olive Garden that Anna worked at Texas or here in, here in San Antonio, um, when she was working there, you know, they would say, okay, you have to clock out right now. They would just completely pull you off. Even if you were in the middle of doing something and say, you got to go right now. Um, there was, and it, and it comes from an even higher level because one of Anna's old managers got fired because there was so much pressure on him to, keep people under 40 hours that sometimes, I mean, obviously, you know, people are human and sometimes they would forget and not be paying close enough attention. And he would have to go back and revert people's hours to below 40. Wow. Because he would get so much heat. Yeah. People were above 40 hours and he got caught doing that. And obviously he got fired for, you know, good reason. Um, You know, I'm not, I'm not justifying, you know, what he was doing. I mean, he, you should be getting fired if you, alter people's hours yeah but like that's how bad it was from his upper management right that he felt the pressure to have to go back and change these people's hours to below 40 yeah um because people just don't want to have to pay that time and a half right and it's like, and, and that's, that's my point is these types of policies hurt the people they're supposed to help. The state of California yeah. thinks they're helping me by saying, Oh, you got to get paid time and a half. If your employer works you more than 40 hours. No, you're hurting me. I can't pay all my bills Yeah, because I just want to work 45, 50 hours a week here at this great job that they're flexible. So I can work on my business on the side. Everything about it's perfect, except you, California will not let me work more than 40 hours a week. Cause it's not worth them to pay me time and a half. I was already getting decent pay. I was happy with the yeah. setup that I have. And it's, so it hurt, it hurts the people it's supposed to help in almost all cases yeah. of those types of policies and regulations. And, and it's just weird that it can go on as long as it is without people realizing, Oh, it doesn't even matter that we have this rule because nobody's working past 40 anyways. Right. You know, yeah. that's weird. Um, so that, you know, again, this is I'm, it's not Blake being heartless. It's because I care about – I do care about the little guy, but I, I care about, you know, free I, – I, I like I, – I don't need some bureaucrat, you know, from some state capital in the middle of me and my employer's negotiations. Like, I yeah. handle that. I'm a grown person. I can come to some agreement that makes sense without, you know, somebody in a suit across the state <laughs> being yep. involved. Yep. You know? so, I agree. Not to I mention, agree. we don't even need to get into it, but freaking requirements to provide health care and all that for oh yeah, full-time workers. I mean, that's, again, you're, you're basically telling people that they have to bring so much value to their company that if they're, if they don't have just insanely great skills that they can't have a job current employment, cause our health insurance is freaking garbage. <laughs> I won't name names, but you know, where I currently work, it is, woo, I got laughed at by a receptionist because she realized what our payment was going to be. Cause our insurance was so bad. Yeah. She basically thought we might as well not have insurance. Yeah. I believe it. I believe um, it, man. Yep. Well, um, 
that was good. And I mean, that, you know, those are just some Blake's thoughts on that type of stuff. And yep. Um, what are you guys doing this weekend? Anything? Uh, I think we're going up to New Braunfels tomorrow. We're gonna, What's up there? Not, not anything fun. We need to get the car serviced. Oh. So, but it'll be nice to see the outside world. I guess that's <laughs> why I bring it up. You know, it'll be yeah. cool to see something other than the four walls in my house. Yeah. Um, Sweet. That, just hanging out. Hopefully there's not another freaking storm. Yeah. That'd be nice. Did you guys get hail? We did. We got a little pea-sized hail. Um, on not last night though, on uh, Wednesday night we did, and then again they were saying we could have a really bad storm last night. So we actually took the time. We were able to clear just enough space in our garage to put the jeep in it, um, and then we didn't even get any hail. It barely stormed at all. And I was like, geez, like <laughs> we did all that work and we didn't even have to. Yeah, is what it is though. Yeah. So. We're going hiking tomorrow nice. with the family like there in the town. Can hold up. Yeah, so we're going to do that. And then next week, I keep talking about it. We're going to freaking talk about trading. We're going to talk about my trading. Every every time we <laughs> every time we record, I end up getting off on some other thing. But I, thought, I think that was good. That was informative, mm-hmm. so I'm glad we did it. But I'm going to talk about trading. And I want to talk more. Uh, I want to sit down. I was going to do it today, but I looked at my notes when we got on here and it's just too much of a cluster right now, but I've been putting out videos on Instagram and TikTok. Your boy's on TikTok now Nice. Uh, talking about sales. Uh, so I want to do a podcast just more about sales and the importance of it as a skill for, you know, we did about 15 minutes, you know, the other day, but I think we could really hammer in on some stuff that, uh, that we really are knowledgeable about. So that could be really yeah. good. So sweet. You got anything else? No, sir. No, sir. Right. It says Blake and Ryan. You're listening to the weekly anchor. Have not dropped the name. I need to be throwing that in there. Hope everybody has a good weekend and we'll be back next week. Peace.